Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. New year, new you. Start off 2022 by adding Cornbread Hemp to your health and wellness plan. Cornbread Hemp's organic extra strength CBD gummies deliver 50 milligrams of CBD and 2 milligrams of THC to help with your everyday aches and pains. Visit cornbreadhemp.com and use the promo code BIGX for 30% off at checkout. Stressful new year? Don't sweat it with Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. January 24th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. It's cold outside. Stop by some Thorntons, get yourself some donuts, some coffee, and get your week started off the right way. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm great because I started my day at Thornton's. That's the there's there's no better way to set the tone than by starting your week with some hot coffee and a breakfast burrito at Thornton's. So I'm ready to roll. Excited to talk about just the the best football weekend ever. I'm so I I, I hate that I do this where I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so awesome, and then immediately think, oh no, we've only got three football games left. I shouldn't. Now- I yeah. shouldn't be such a pessimist in that regard, but I can't help it. I can't help myself. We only have three football games left of the, in this year. Sad. Very sad. Yeah. I, I Once Green Bay's out, I don't really care. So uh, my attention turns to Kentucky football and spring, which is not so far away. And I'm very excited about that. And more additions, most likely to UK football. So uh, NFL, mostly dead to me. It was an amazing weekend of football. They have an awesome product. But yeah, the, the fact that Matthew Stafford or Jimmy Garoppolo will play for a Super Bowl is just stupid. But well, it was probably to the show best. you it's not all uh, no, it's not, it's, a, not. it's not a quarterbacks game. It's a full team game and especially a special teams game. Am I right, Teach? Yeah, I mean, you, Green Bay special teams has been horrible all season. It was like week eight or week nine. Somebody asked the floor about it and he was like, no, I'm sticking with my guy. I, we got faith that he's going to turn it around. It, it, there was never a worse special teams unit in the history of football 
than Green Bay. And even Mason Crosby, who's been super reliable, missed a ton of field goals throughout the year. Uh, getting field goals or punts blocked hasn't been uncommon. Uh, the kickoff return, there's been nothing from that. The kickoff defense, they've given up a lot of big plays there. It's just every aspect of it has been horrible. And it hadn't cost Green Bay a game until, unfortunately, on on Saturday. And uh, that sucked. That was a that was a bummer of a game, but credit to San Francisco and their defense and their special teams. It was a game where both offenses were really struggling. I'm sure weather had something to do with it. And so when both offenses are struggling, it's either the first defense to flinch or another aspect of the game that could give it away. And unfortunately for Green Bay, it was the special teams and you kept waiting for the offense to make plays and make plays and they didn't. Uh, that every Green Bay loss is just every Green Bay playoff loss is just so agonizing. I, I'd much rather have the blowout to Matt Ryan in an NFC championship game, which was embarrassing in its own right, than what has happened the last two years. Kicking a field goal with two minutes left to make a one possession game, a one possession game where a field goal still didn't help you, uh, like where a field goal wouldn't have tied it. So you kick a field goal and a field goal still doesn't tie it. It's the dumbest coaching decision of all time. And then to come out and score on your first possession, not give up a defensive touchdown and still find a way to lose that game is just a total embarrassment. And you feel like whether or not Aaron Rodgers comes back, they're way over the the salary cap. So they're going to have to be making changes as is. They really went all in on this season. And I thought they were the best team in football, but in the NFL playoffs, you're going against a bunch of the other paid professionals, and one bad game can end the whole thing, and that was a really, really bad game. So that absolutely stunk. Uh, of course, people all over the, the country just completely embarrassed themselves with their vengefulness against Aaron Rodgers because, oh, he doesn't like the vaccine, so ha, he loses a playoff game. We're really going to have to go after him. Just, oh, it was uh, great. A, I loved it. A real it was, joke. It just from poured salt in the wound. The, um, just yeah, just jerks. everybody kind of showed how jerks. big of losers they are. Somebody that has more money than they'll ever have, that has lived a better life than them, but they lose a sporting event, so they're going to get them, and that's going to make them feel better and sleep better at night. Uh, total embarrassment from the majority of the population, really, over stuff that should be none of their business. But that's well, not it wasn't surprising as embarrassing whatsoever. As the special teams, though, like that was. That was, that was bad. I mean, Rodgers not having too, eleven guys course. out there for the final play. Like, it's not uh, the special team stuff is not surprising in the least. It, it was. I mean, you had bad punts early on. Uh, Rodgers stunk though. That was disappointing. And on that long desperation heave to Adams, that's kind of where I. That's where it was like, okay, well, we're we're it's over. It's not gonna it's not gonna be Green Bay's day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and probably a lot of folks thought that maybe even before then. But that was when I was like, okay, they're desperate. They're just well, throwing stuff up. They've got nothing going. Every other wide receiver was bad. wide open with twenty yards to run. Uh, there was a couple throws that he could have made that would have got Green Bay probably to the fifty. And then you get one more first down and you're in field goal range and you're probably kicking the last field goal as time expires. But instead, Rodgers panicked. He just thought, I'm going to throw it up to 17. He'll make a play for me. Maybe I'll get a flag. But he was off all game. That stuck. That was that was horrible. Um, every Pack Packers playoff loss feels worse than the one before. And they're all just the, the worst of the worst. And, and, and this is the part where I'm not trying to poke you, TJ, but like I – the part of this game that surprised me the most is that you ha having Lambeau Field as home field advantage, you have to make it a home field advantage. And Green Bay just uh, 
What, what does that even mean? What is, you have to make it a home field advantage. What does that even mean? You have to take advantage of the elements, and they did not. Like it felt like that was the, that game was built for I mean, the 49ers. They they, and, they they did take advantage of the elements. They didn't allow a touchdown. All right. Well, you could just let me finish what I was saying and not interrupt me, and maybe I could talk but about how the fact have, but that to like say that you have to make a home field advantage a home field advantage it just is nonsensical. Even as an English sentence makes no sense. But go on. It was kind of like what how Jimmy G. You could see on his footballs the ball like kind of floating in the air. It happened a couple of times. I was surprised that none of those were picked off. They were awfully close. And Green Bay, uh, I just assumed that they would be more comfortable playing. In it, it, Like Aaron Rodgers looked not, not rattled, not shaken, but he didn't look comfortable out there. And I just expected him to be whizzing the ball to whoever he wanted, whenever he wanted, when Jimmy G was struggling to throw through that wind and snow. Um, that was not the case. Uh, and – you mentioned that one throw deep uh, as being the one that was evident. There was one in particular that I thought was just like, God, this is not Aaron Rodgers. When he threw – Aaron Jones was the other guy that was doing everything for Green Bay. And it was just a little throw in the flat. And he put it – like Jones had to make like a leaping grab just to catch it and make it like third and one. When if it's a normal Aaron Rodgers throw, he just catches it and runs for like 25 more yards because there was nobody around him. But – Rodgers was off. I, I I don't know if the elements rattled him that much. I don't know if not having the ball that much rattled him. I don't know what the case was, but he was he was just not Aaron Rodgers on Saturday night. I, I agree with you. Obviously, he was off, but um, not to be argumentative. But they they mentioned that on the broadcast about that throw. If that's a good throw, he still gets tackled instantly. There was two 49ers right there. And they they said the same thing you said on the broadcast. That I was like, that's a bad throw, but if he makes it on the money, you give Aaron Jones a chance to make a play. There was two people closing in on him regardless. Maybe he could have gotten an extra two yards, really, was all that that play was. Um, they said the same thing on the broadcast, and I, the replay was like, no. I mean, it was a bad throw, but uh, there was nowhere to run there anyways. And San Francisco probably has the best front seven in the entire yeah, they NFL. They were, were good. They were getting pressure on Rodgers. It was it was just that was a bad game. I mean, and it stinks because it feels like it's pretty much all over for Green Bay again. Even if Rodgers and Adams comes back, you're probably going to be losing a few key pieces defensively. The offensive line was banged up most of the year, but you maybe are going to be losing a few of those guys anyway. So even if it's Rodgers comes back, you're you're still probably not going to be putting yourself in a position to have home field, and that's what you felt like, oh, Green Bay can't get over this NFC Championship game hump. Let's get home field advantage, and that will be different. Well, they went one and two with home field advantage. They won one playoff game at home. I don't really love Matt LaFleur. I don't really trust him in big games. I don't trust him to make important decisions. I don't. I know that his regular season record has been amazing, but he seems to kind of poo his pants when the pressure gets the tightest and I think the team you kind of get that that feel as well I hated that AJ Dillon went out scored Green Bay's only touchdown but uh he he was built for a game like that just yeah, as a tough runner true. and Aaron Jones still played well but you still wish he had two options there in the backfield and but really yeah super disappointed in special teams but that's not a huge surprise Rodgers playing as poorly as he did that was a surprise so you obviously feel a lot uh you just it's bad it's not good uh, it stinks not having another week to get excited about football, not having to beat Matthew freaking Stafford at home for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, but then again, you couldn't beat Jimmy Garoppolo at home. So it, it, it's, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible mega sports Saturday. Um, however, 
it, I did like weirdly make me feel better knowing that like the Titans were dealing with heartbreak and the Buccaneers dealt with heartbreak and oh my goodness gracious, probably Bill no fans. more heartbreak in the NFL <laughs> than Bills fans today because that one of the best football games I've ever seen, just period. But to have to lose that game and then lose it with the quote-unquote NFL overtime rules where Josh Allen was just so spectacular and he doesn't get a say in the final two possessions to have an end. Like that, you know, I I feel for Buffalo fans the same way um, people should feel for the Packers fans, although they don't, and that's okay. But what a what a phenomenal divisional weekend, even though Green Bay oh. was on the wrong end of it. Uh, that was just some incredible football all around. I mean, the between Titans, Bengals, I thought I was worried that it was going to be like wild card weekend where that game was the best game. Like it was the only close one. And then just nothing else lived up to the hype. No, we got it. We got it from everybody. Um, and, and I, I, you know, in the Titans, Bengals game, I think that we might be talking about an overtime game too if Tannehill doesn't throw that interception at the end because that, that would have been a long way to go in a short amount of time for the Bengals but you know what if Joe Burrow is half as good as Patrick Mahomes then 26 seconds he can go that far Mahomes only needed 13 to to set up a game tying field goal that that part was just oh man that that game pure banana land the the 75 yard bomb that Allen had to digs I mean God, it, it was just like, all right, methodically marching down the field, uh, boom, big play. I mean, what what a great football game. Uh, that one was uh, a classic, like, do both of these teams, can we can we not just, like, run it back again next week? Because they're awesome. They're so good. Yeah, that I saw that joke being made. They're like, ooh, sorry, Bengals. You've had a great season, but we're just going to let these teams run it back for, for another playoff game. Um, that, that, that was spectacular, and I thought the same thing. After the Titans game – Bengals game on Saturday I was like well we'll be lucky to have another exciting one like that this weekend and potentially maybe that was the the least somehow the least exciting of the bunch but I found this stat to be pretty pretty crazy the Bengals give up the most sacks in an NFL playoff game in history they <laughs> they win San Francisco doesn't score an offensive touchdown on the road they, they win, win. and then the the Rams give up a 24-point lead and yep. have four turnovers. And on the road, they beat the defending Super Bowl champions. I mean, this league. That, that really is pretty incredible. And then you can even play it into the other game where the Chiefs were needed a, needed a field goal with 13 seconds left to even – and having to go, I don't know, what, 50 yards at that probably? Yeah. Uh, and they and they get it done. So just a, a wild weekend. Justin, which game was the wildest to you? Um, I I tended to enjoy the Bengals-Titans game the most out of the four. Uh, but the wildest, I mean, it has to be that Kansas City Bills game. For, for Patrick Mahomes to score with 13 seconds left, just unbelievable. They had four scores in the final two minutes. Yeah. Four I mean, scores? Crazy. Seven years ago. <laughs> seemed like how long that fourth quarter lasted was seven exactly. years. Yeah. But um, no, that was that had to be the wildest. I mean, just back just back and forth. You well, thought the Bills were gonna win it, then it looked like Kansas City was gonna win it, then it looked like the Bills were gonna win it again. Just wild. And then you you thought that oh gosh, is Tom Brady, he's gonna do this again, isn't he? He's gonna he's gonna pull that horseshoe out of his rear end and he's gonna do this. Just I mean 
everything kind of was going their way at the very end. And then Stafford still just has the wherewithal to drive them down and get them a game-winning field goal attempt. I thought he was going to blow it. I, you know, that that was the whole thinking going into that game was it's Tom Brady versus Matt Stafford. And Brady got beat up by that front seven of the Rams. And you I I I don't know how they were like, there were times where it's like, are, he is going to do this. He is invincible. Tom Brady cannot be stopped. And then Matt Stafford, of all people, was the one that that, that knocked him out. Uh, just crazy weekend. Crazy. It was. And I, I think you, you did say it best that, you know, while it's a quarterback's league and while it was in some games quarterbacks making insane plays and then in other games it was quarterbacks kind of not doing much of anything, football is the ultimate team game from the offensive line to skill position and then having a defense and one of the most underrated aspects as I freaking know is special teams it's really across the board uh, it's why it's one of the most entertaining games I saw, I saw I couldn't I couldn't find the full list but I did see the tweet yesterday that in 2021 the top 100 watch tv programs oh, yeah. 75 were NFL games yeah yeah and um it was funny too because I think like even the Pro Bowl made it. You know, you know, like oh my gosh, uh, it, it, like there was miscellaneous NFL events that were in that top one hundred as well. And it's like, well, um, you can understand why because days like yesterday and Saturday, they, they it was just incredible. I realized too this weekend that really all that I want in life is to be in a place where I can watch sports, snack on snacks drink beer and let my kid play with other kids so i don't really have to watch them that much it's it's basically just my my personal version of heaven right now is how can i find a way to get it to where my kid is playing with other kids and dad can drink beer and watch sports that that's it if i can get to that part in life i'm a, i'm a happy guy that is that's the happiest i'm ever going to get well you're lucky to seem to have a toddler that is a very pro football baby which i don't think i don't think that's the norm yeah, big fan of hike ball. Now, does he watch it all the time? No, but you know, he, he's a fan. He enjoys it. Oh, yeah. Man. That's Tyreek Hill just throwing the deuces up. I gosh, football, man, it's just so great. He threw and, the deuces up at the like 16 yard line. And the picture <laughs> is there's four guys, there's four bills around him. And yeah, it looks like he has the advantage, but it's still just a wild picture to be like saying goodbye to everybody at the 16 yard line where there's four guys <laughs> within four yards of you. I mean, he is a freak. Oh, it, it, Josh Allen's a freak too. Like the way he can run and th throw, I, it's it's just uh, it's so impressive. It reminds um, you of Will Levis, doesn't it? Well, and you you I saw a bunch of Will Levis tweets during the game too. And it's like, yeah, I get why he he loves him some Josh Allen because it, it, it he is Josh Allen light in that regard. Big rocket arm. Will run like lower his shoulder and run so good. That was a game too. We had another special teams moment where uh, the I, I I forgot what exactly the scenario was at the time, but you had offsetting penalties when Tyree Kill was back to return a punt. They make him re kick because it, and what does Hill do? He goes and takes it like forty yards down the field. That guy's so fast. So I need funny. a I need a hill chase race, and I had a few. I had a couple Bengals fans be like, "Oh no, Hill's much faster, dude." I don't know. Chase is a freak, and on that play against the Titans, where he basically was just slowing down to see if Boyd would make a block for him, but in reality, he should have just told Boyd to 
get the Boyd out of the way and just outrace him because it it stopped him from scoring a touchdown on that play. But that's going to be a really fun AFC Championship game. I, you know, obviously, I think the Chiefs they are favorites, and you, I on Monday would predict them to win, but it should be a track meet. If you're a Bengals fan, you had to love seeing the Bills have as much success offensively as many big plays because you're a big play team if you're Cincinnati. So uh, that should be a really, really fun one. And then and while I certainly wouldn't have predicted a 49ers-Rams uh, <laughs> NFC Championship game, if you like defense, that's going to be a fun one. Debo Samuels, I think, is maybe the most important player to his team in football. Uh, in the history one of, the of football. <laughs> yeah, and one of the most in the best, one of the best. Yeah. He was so hurt in that game against Green Bay. You know, all those hits he was taking mm-hmm. in the cold weather were just like, I'd be shocked if they didn't give him a little special sauce on the sideline or some sweet juice or something, you know, wink, wink, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm talking about on the sidelines, because he looked so hurt coming off the field. Each and every play, his arm was bleeding. And still, what would he do? He'd go out there and make a nice play. He'd go out there and make a nice play. Uh, he was he, – he's a special player. So that game's even going to be fun. Even though I don't love the quarterbacks in it, it's still going to be a good one. Um, the NFL does have just an undefeated product, even if it just makes me super miserable each and every year. UK and Green Bay sure do have a way of breaking my heart mm, every freaking yeah. postseason. And, and, Justin, something that I, I haven't quite understood yet as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan is the – because the last two years, it's like, okay, you made it in the playoffs. We're just you know, kind of happy to be here. The finality of the playoffs, the stakes, it's just I, I can't even I can't even imagine being uh, in TJ's shoes right now because it's just it, I, I, I just all of the, all of that, all of the last four months and then just to come to an end, the finality yeah. of it's just brutal. It sucks. I, I was I was thinking about you all day on Saturday, TJ. I was that was just a rough sports. Well, game. the worst thing you can do is text people. So I definitely appreciate you all texting me after the game. I just turned my phone off. It was unbearable. People were mean and nasty, and it was I didn't want it. I didn't want it at all. So I turned the phone off, and that just sucked. My my Saturday night sucked, and Sunday. I was like, I don't know if I can even watch football. Had it had the Bucks game on on the double TV in the background as we binged and finished the session, which uh, great show. Glad that we finally got around to to watching it. But then in the in the fourth quarter, I was like, okay, I can't help but look like I can't look away from this game. It's too it's too exciting. I can't believe Tom Brady and the Bucks are going are going to do it. And if Rodgers does leave, if he has played his last game in Green Bay, or if he retires. I promise you I'm not going to be a dorky little fangirl and root for him on his next team. I'll still like the dude, and, you know, if he does well, that's great. But I certainly won't be carrying his water like so many dorky Patriot fans do for Tom Brady. Goodness gracious. Your team was in the your team was in the playoffs, you goobers, and they got eliminated. And then they instantly go and fawn over Tom Brady as he loses in the exact same round. As Aaron Rodgers, does that change Tom Brady's legacy? No, but of course he's got more Super Bowls. Rodgers still the most talented quarterback in the NFL, um, but I do think it's worth mentioning his playoff legacy, and that's that's certainly something that's going to hold him back in any all-time rankings. But he still is the best quarterback to ever throw a football. So we've got we've got so many examples of that. Unfortunately, not on Saturday. So you're not. Uh, we have plenty of room for him, Justin. When you can, you can hop on the Steelers bandwagon if you want. I still, I, I you know, one thing I kept. Steeler. 
one thing I kept thinking about this weekend, Roush, is that like of all the teams you were considering to pick in your fandom, you went oh. with the one that has the bleakest quarterback future. Oh yeah. But you know what though? If the 49ers, by God, can get to two if they get to two Super Bowls with Jimmy Garoppolo as quarterback, that's, then that's you know what? Anything's possible. Mason Rudolph's time, baby. Mason oh, Rudolph time. Mason no, you're, you're you are right about that. You are right about the if you can build a really good team around. I mean, we've seen kind of crappy quarterbacks win win Super Bowls before, or at least get to Super Trent Bowls. Dilfer, Brad Johnson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Those, those were a long those. time ago, but Joe Flacco, you know. Joe Flacco wasn't great. Colin Kaepernick got to the Super Bowl, and you know he he was a he was a solid quarterback, but he wasn't by any means one of the best in the league. So yeah, you're 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 right about that. But uh, you know you could have been a Bills fan. You could have hopped no. on the Bengals. Oh yeah, the Titans. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't gosh. know. I was thinking. I was like, you know, one of the things that probably stinks the most about this weekend is so many teams are feeling heartbreak from close losses. But like the Bills, you're. You're, you're probably you and on. the Patriots. Yeah, it's going to be your AFC. You're going to just you're going to split the AFC East, and the Bills probably are the favorites to win it the next five years, all things considered. Um, the who was the the Bucks? If Tom Brady comes back, you'll be fine. You know mm-hmm. that, and, and also you're the Bucks. Like this all kind of came out of nowhere, anyway. So you got right. a Super Bowl out of it. You, you should be feeling good. You're gonna you're gonna get a pissed off Tom Brady too next if year. He, sure, yeah. and he kind of alluded to him coming back. So. I, 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 I don't see him losing in the divisional round as his last. I hate that this around. is an off-season story because Tom Brady has said for his whole career he's going to play till he's 45. The dude is not 45. Well, you he's had 44. all those, you had all those reports that came out that like I think it was Schefter. He was like he's really considering hanging it up after this playoff run. He's really, really thinking about uh, calling it a career after this go. And then they lose kind of in heartbreaking fashion. And I, I don't think he's going to hang it up either. And he kind of alluded to it yesterday after the game that he wasn't going to. Um, so, you know, the Bucks, their future's right. The Titans are the only team that I think are in a similar boat as Green Bay, where like how long can Tannehill keep yeah. being good? Now, the good news for them is the AFC South doesn't look like it's going to catch up anytime soon nfc north doesn't look all that great either for the packers but if you lose rogers you know adams isn't overly thrilled with his contract situation you're probably going to lose big z on defense along with some other guys and so it, it certainly hurts even worse knowing that this may be the the curtains on this on this uh roster for for now but hell of a weekend and we still haven't yep. even talked about the cats which which you know. probably maybe purposefully that, Shout out to the bowl games for allowing some seasons to have happy endings. You know, shout out to UK football. Yeah, Thank you so yeah. much for not breaking my achy little heart. Yeah, and just football in general to happen after that. Like I, the Auburn game feels like it happened three weeks ago. What what <laughs> Auburn game? Because boy, were my biscuits steamed. That that Auburn fan base, their Auburn, their basketball fans really know how to just get under my skin because they're they're morons. They're absolute morons. Their basketball, my socks have a higher basketball IQ than their collective fan base. It drives me insane. Oh, insane. And I just, I, ah, I could not stand losing that basketball game because Kentucky had them on the ropes until, uh, until Ty Ty Washington went down. Well, let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll vent about that. This is a venting Monday for for me especially, but even for all of us as we will turn the page to 
The Cats, and I've never seen a more crowded Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. So they'll definitely bring up a lot of the takes that we have and probably a lot of disagreement as well because um, – Yeah, there's some stuff to to, do – some controversial topics that are going to come from this game. Um, And not surprising either, Indiana basketball, they also lost a tough one too. And when I say a tough one, they lost by like 20 points. To Michigan, who's been the most underwhelming team this season. This is yeah, Kentucky what, roll call, not Indiana roll call. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely be talking about the – you know, we'll probably leave with the Hoosiers when we come back. Ooh, this or is Louisville. They suck too, yeah. Uh, yeah, but oh, they're, they're, so they're sucking is just sad more than anything. But <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. We'll talk about all this. This is Kentucky roll call on Big X Sports oh, Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin Hill. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. No, everybody's out to get me. I'm Trevor. (laughs) I hear Roush laughing (laughs) at that rejoin. (laughs) I do feel like everybody's out to get me, but I'm not Trevor. I'm TJ Walker. That's Nick Roush giggling in the background and our A-class, A-1 producers, Justin, Kalen, Thanks for listening. Yeah, we were talking during the break. Just Roush, it's it's no drink January, and I he, Roush was like, I don't know how you didn't drink after Saturday. It crossed my mind. It 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 did, um, but probably a good thing I didn't. I probably would have been even a bigger baby than I already was. But woke up on Sunday, Roush still obviously didn't feel good. Um, was just like, I still could not believe how it all unfolded. Told the wife, I was like, we, I got to do something fun today. Like, I've got to do something like fun, physical. And mm-hmm. our kind of go-to generally is Bave and Dusters. But right. I was like, you know, I'd heard of this other place. I have no idea really what to expect. I'll give them a free shout out. But Activate Games, are you familiar? Is that like the virtual stuff? Kind of, yeah. It's like yeah, a virtual, I, like obstacle course, if you will. Okay, okay, yeah. I think I, I, you know what? I think I actually saw a pre a promo for it when we were at uh, KRC lunch on Friday. It's at um, it's on the corner of Hurstbourne and Taylorsville, so you know near near J Town ish. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't we didn't really know what to expect. The wife was wearing jeans too and flats, and that is the like the worst attire you possibly could wear. You definitely need to wear workout attire. And we were the only like well, there was another couple there, um, but er, but everybody else had kids, so it's definitely a place people bring kids, not so much just grown adults. But um, I wanted to I wanted to try it. I had no idea what to expect, but it ended up being pretty cool. Like one room had lasers, and you like yes. you had to like you had to jump and dive or bear crawl. And if like you touched a laser, the sensors went off or something like that. Oh, like uh, a spy but, movie. Yeah, it was like a spy fun. movie. That was cool. Another, They had like 11 different rooms. In each room, you could play up to like four different games in, but the, the, the theme of each room was the same. Another one was this room and it had letters all over the walls and all these weird different spots. And like this voice overhead would be like, the, the screen overhead would jumble up like, four were four letters or five letters and you had to guess what word it was and then you had to like work with your teammate to get the ball 
put it in the letter and then the ball would shoot out in like a weird spot and then you have to go and it, and that was kind of fun uh they let's think, think what another one another one was you had to like climb these walls and you if there was like red lights green lights and blue lights if you touched a red light you you lost a light or you lost a life but like you couldn't also you could also accidentally fall off the wall it was pretty cool it, it was pretty neat I, I wouldn't expect some place like that in louisville and especially if you've got like a kid from seven to you know even probably up to like high school Teenagers. kids would probably yeah. enjoy it yeah uh it was really neat and we left and we were just like drenched in sweat so it was actually kind of a good workout i was thinking like a wacky idea wednesday is you could make one of those and like make it adults only and just have like workout instructors be like all right go do the laser game for 20 minutes uh and then we'll bring <laughs> you over there's another one of course there's like the whole floor was just different colors and you'd have to like go touch a certain one and then like red lights would come and get you surround you and you'd have to jump over them but yeah we were drenched in sweat it was a good way to get my mind off the depressing saturday which started with the cats that one didn't bug me so much but i still like exactly you said to end the last segment was it didn't bug me until i realized oh damn i actually think kentucky's a better team here and they mm -hmm. came out with the right mindset and looked better than Auburn. And wouldn't you know it, just like the road game at LSU, injuries are going to spoil this whole thing. So I was upset afterwards when I had kind of made up my mind that, like, I didn't really care so much. And the grand scheme of things, I didn't care because of the circumstances. And Auburn's obviously a really good team, and it was a road game. But I still couldn't help think to myself, Kentucky's the better basketball team, and here they are going to take another loss. <sighs> Yeah, I uh, I was also very annoyed that it really did feel like every time like you had the two injuries, you had Tata's ankle roll, and as soon as I saw his ankle kind of go forward instead of sideways, it's like, oh, that's that's definitely going to be a sprain. He's going to be missing some time. And then when Severe ran into another screen, each time Auburn seemingly took advantage of it as best they could. They went on a 9-0 run while Wheeler was on a bench. And then in Tata's case, that was a 10-point lead that trunked a four by half. Um, completely different game if it's a double-digit lead versus a four-point lead. So uh, that part was very frustrating. And especially when once Tata went out, um, and, and we don't really have an injury update. You know, Cal just gave us a I don't know after the game. He he, he wasn't going to entertain anything. But it sounds like he, it's not going to be too severe. Just a we'll, – we're, we're going to – evaluate as we go day-to-day -day type deal but when he went out that offense just got so clunky so clunky I, I don't know what they call that that little action where they have two guys just setting down screens and one guy running off of it but you can't have severe wheeler being the guy running off those screens i know he was scoring well but the reason why it doesn't work is because mince and grady aren't comfortable with the ball pressure at the top of the key enough just even even if even if wheeler's going off that screen perfectly he's getting it three feet past where he should because Kentucky's guards at the time aren't going to start the offense close enough to the rim. But it was just, it was so frustrating before they finally kind of got through. They weathered that little storm. They started hitting some shots. Oscar started finishing. And then Wheeler goes and gets hurt. And then you're, you're even behind, further behind the eight ball. And at one point it's like, well, so who's going to play now? We're, Kentucky's just running out of guys. This is getting ridiculous. I was was very frustrated because that the hearing the Auburn fans react to every call like they've never watched a basketball game before it just drives me insane I just can't stand him I can't stand Bruce Pearl uh they, they just throw their garbage everywhere because that's what they are they're garbage get the hell out of here Auburn
God. Yeah. If you if you didn't see the scene from their little tentville heading into the game, uh, they just left their trash everywhere. And I did like the tweets that like, oh, the teams that TP trees and just leave their trash over trees are we thought they were going to pick up after themselves when living outside for extended periods of time. We probably should have known better, but it was a great atmosphere. It's good for yeah. basketball in the SEC. You've definitely seen an awakening of SEC basketball programs. And I think you're seeing these athletic programs that have so much money from the football side of things. They're seeing that it's not too uh, terribly expensive to get a good basketball team. You only need a couple good players. And Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith is, in my opinion, yeah. the best front court in, in college basketball. Even better than Timmy and Holgram at, at Gonzaga. Uh, Kentucky, obviously, is a, a, a star four away from being in the conversation. But I, I was – Pleased with the way Oscar played. I saw some people saying Oscar can't play well against good bigs. Uh, Walker Kessler and Auburn, they lead the country in block shots, and I thought Oscar played damn damn good. Uh, he could have been maybe a little bit better in the first half. And also, it's easy to be a good shot-blocking team when you're just allowed to get away with putting two hands on a dude to keep your distance from him. Mm. And then guess what? When they go for a shot, there your hands are. They're already up by your by your chest. So all you got to do, and you've got that separation where they're not really going directly into you. And if they do, that space created by you having your hands on them allows you just, and especially if you have three inches on them, allows you just to go right up over top of them where it makes it incredibly difficult to finish. They were letting Kessler get away with having two hands on Shibway every possession and there's a lot of pictures of it too out there from the mm -hmm. photographers that are out there uh larry vault retweeted a good one but just two hands on them it's an illegal it's it's, a, it's an illegal move but bad whistles on the road roush it's going to happen and if yeah. we thought this past weekend was bad which it was saturday at kansas is going to be an absolute nightmare and it's just yeah. the way that things work in college basketball on the road justin it's one thing that i couldn't help but think during this weekend for nfl games is like oh wow officials really aren't deciding the outcomes of any of these games what a what a treat what a breath breath of fresh air to be able to watch a game and not have it dictated by the non-players uh which is how every every game should be decided by the players and the coaching and the execution and it should never be about the officials but yet again in college basketball especially on the road it doesn't get worse and you have another unbelievable free free throw discrepancy and the team that plays the more physical hands-on defense gets called for significantly fewer fouls just stupid. Just stupid, but not surprising, and I'm not blaming Saturday on the officials. See, I don't really know what that's like because watching Indiana-Michigan yesterday was the exact opposite. They weren't calling anything. They were letting them play. Man, I love the first, like, 10 minutes of the UK-Auburn yeah. game. That yeah. was fun. They were letting them play then, yep. and not surprising, Kentucky was doing very well, and they were winning. The, the, the take about Oscar not doing well against good bigs, I think it's more of just the length. Uh, yes. And you're not going to have to deal with that too often. Walker Kessler is an exception to that rule. He's the best shot blocker in the SEC for a reason because he's got a seven – like his wingspan appears to be eight feet long. He is so lengthy. Um, and and I think it just took uh, some time for Oscar to adjust. When he started finishing later on, you knew that like, okay, he, he had finally figured out the, the, the sweet spot. But, yeah, he, he was not finishing those tough shots early on. And Auburn, they, they all of their garbage that Katie Johnson for them 
some of the trash that he was throwing up and the ball was going in. I don't know how it happened, but that, that, that oh God, it just everything about them just drives me insane. I, I'm I'm letting my bias just hang out because I cannot, I cannot, I just can't. Oh man, they do a good job of making me hate them. A real good job. Uh, it's a little cracker jackbox arena. It's the smallest arena in the SEC, but it gets loud and it gets noisy. And I, you know, good good for the rest of the SEC caring about basketball. Uh, just don't. And, and you know, I'm, I'm fine. Good good for Auburn. This is gonna. They're all excited. This is their dream season. Uh, Bruce Pearl has really done a good job there already going to one final four, sadly at Kentucky's expense. And this is a team certainly that has, I, I, I'd be, I, I'll say this right now. I'll be shocked if Auburn's not in the final four. Jabari Smith is too good. Man. He is too, he is too freaking good. And then you match him with Kessler. Um, they'll, they'll get to a final four. That's one team I'm penciling in more than any other one. And the thing, the funny thing is Roush, that I genuinely think Kentucky's a better team than they are the- when healthy. The shot that Smith hit where UK had cut it to four um, off of Mintz and one, and Sheboy had a couple back-to-back buckets, they had it down to four. And then uh, play defense for 30 seconds, Auburn shoots a long three, and Toppin, Toppin crashed too hard to the glass. The ball bounces over his head. Auburn gets the rebound. They drain the shot clock again, and then Smith gets an open look. Kentucky plays as good a defense as you can. They're, they've got two guys on him. And he still hits a fadeaway from like 17 feet. And when that went in, I was like, yeah, it just – it ain't going to happen today. I, I appreciate the fight that Kentucky showed um, down the stretch to, you know, it, it, even make that last run. But, man, it, that, it without Ty Ty Washington, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, he's, yeah. he's your best – I think he, he it's without a doubt your best creator, your best – just pure offensive weapon and when you don't have that against a team like that on the road it's you you can't win (laughs) you can't win that game i i agree um and then you know having wheeler out for long stretches wasn't wasn't great either and um but yeah washington with with him helping lead the show Kentucky is Final Four good. They're good enough to win at Auburn. They're good enough to beat Auburn in the SEC tournament, which I think we're all crossing our fingers, hoping that that game can happen because we. I'm with you, Roush. I want a little revenge on their fans. I can't wait till Auburn loses and every every team that's lost to Auburn should just flood their Twitter account, when I, regardless of who it's the team that beats them. Um, that's going to backfire big time on them, and that's going to be funny, and I look forward to when that happens. But – uh, they're a good team. They're a good team. Kentucky gave them everything they could with the circumstances. And you were at a point where if Toppin had hit those two free throws with about two minutes left, it's a two point game. Uh, so Kentucky was right there, even with everything that didn't go their yeah. way. This Kentucky team has a lot of fight in them. Uh, I enjoy watching them. I think they're a likable group. And I think it's going to be a really fun march for this team, assuming that they're healthy. Fingers crossed it's not a high ankle sprain for Todd Ty because you're talking about the difference of him maybe being out a week versus or maybe just, you know, a couple days versus maybe a month, which if it's a high and if it's a high ankle sprain, then we are we are talking right. about that. You know, it's probably three or four weeks maybe before we see him again. We won't and don't expect an update. I don't nope. expect him to play against Mississippi State Roush, but nope. if it's a high ankle sprain versus just a rolled ankle, then you could see him against Kansas. 
Uh, let's hope that he can. He's somebody that you won't have to worry about if he's milking an injury or if right, people right, are getting right. in his ear saying it's in your best interest not to play. He'll he's he's a warrior. He's going to get out there as soon as he can. Um, but that's certainly something to keep an eye on. We'll get frustrated with Calipari's comments, I'm sure. He'll be day-to-day. We're already getting that from Zagoria. Zagoria's talking to his dad for what it's worth. And so we'll see. We'll, we'll see what, what comes of it. But Kentucky it's, will uh, beat them. But I was proud of UK's fight, even with everything else going on in that game. It's, it's going to be kind of like P.J. Washington's uh, foot injury from back – I don't know if it's foot or ankle or what. But similar in that you really don't – like it, it's just how does it feel today? Is it going to be when he's able to return? But you're exactly right. Uh, it's kind of like knowing that you're going to have to deal with frustrating foul calls at Kansas. You're going to have to deal with frustrating Calipari stuff, which really like all he has to do, I know he's going to get asked about it no matter what. But I think I've, I figured out what irritates me so much is that at least in some instances, we'll have, you know, Stoops will say, you know, he got dinged up with an ankle, so we'll see. Like Cal just does the like I don't know I haven't seen him part and that's just that's the, I think that's what gets so frustrating with it all is the like <laughs> yeah and his whole philosophy is it's really none of your alls but you know it's a player's injury it's it's a medical thing of course you know they'll quickly shout out who all has vaccinated and boosted up and all that stuff but I think his his thing is it's an injury one we don't want to give the opposing team we don't want them to know. Two, you can get frustrated with me all you want, but it's none of your business if a player is hurt or not. And the sad thing about this situation is that if it's a rolled ankle, I mean, it truly is day-to-day. You know, when Cal comes out and he's like, it's day-to-day, we're all going to get frustrated, but it's probably actually the right answer. What I would wish, if if it's actually a high ankle sprain, I wish they'd say that and be specific and be like, hey, it's a high ankle sprain. We're going to try to get him back, obviously. He wants to be back as soon as he can, but it is a high ankle sprain, so keep that in mind with your timetables of when he may return. But I, 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 I get frustrated with this, with it as well, but I want to turn at least the attention to frustration with Shadon Sharp, Roush. Yep, our, our friend are you, Shadon. Are you, where do you stand in the Shadon debate from, and of course we're saying that if you, were, if you didn't listen to the show last week, we know his name is Shaden, but we're, we, we like to call him <laughs> Shadon. Yes. But where, where did you... When Wheeler's out and you have Washington out and you're playing in the most hostile road environment that you've played in this season, did you want to see Sharp get some minutes? I am uh, I'm of the belief, like I, I understand where Cal's coming from, but when you're limited to, you're looking for a third person, right? You've got Mintz and Grady in the game. Am I going to play Bryce Hopkins? Am I going to play Dante Allen? Or am I going to play Shadon Sharp? I'm going to play Shadon Sharp. Mr. Future top top 10 pick. I mean, it's just, if he's the better basketball player, you play him. And you know what? I I can appreciate the sentiment that uh, our our good friend Kyle Tucker had, where he's like, you know what? Will Levis, he went out there and and earned it until his teammates said, all right, when are we going to stop messing around and put this guy in? Okay, it's a little bit different. Uh, Their success is to a much like a receiver success is entirely dependent on a quarterback where like Kentucky's success isn't entirely dependent like on Shaden Sharp playing. Now, if he's that good, then yes, they're going to want him to be in the game. And also he doesn't have just like a training camp to like figure stuff out. Um, and, and that's what I know Cal really wants, but there, there's that point where like, dude, just throw him in. At, like if you aren't throwing him, I, 
and, and herein lies the biggest problem that we have in all this is we just don't know what he's like in practice, how much he's gone through. But it, I, I'm at the point though now, TJ, where it's like, if this guy really is that good, then he should be and, and you're running out of guards. We never thought that that was going to be a problem going into the season, but CJ Fredericks seemingly done for the year. Um, you, you have Washington going out. Wheeler's getting hit by screens every other game and just hitting the deck. I mean, you're at the point where you need you need the bodies as much as anything. So, yeah, roll him out there. Let's see what he's got. Yeah, so if he's just truly not ready, then, you know, he's not ready. Um Kind of, I, I can't help but also default to what we talked about last week, where I was, th- you know, if Calipari made a promise that, like, hey, I'm not going to put you in a tough spot, we're not going to put you in until you're not ready, then okay, then maybe it is good that he keeps his promise. But going back to what Justin and I were saying last week, that like, what kid would not want to, what kid wouldn't be like going to Cal on the bench in that atmosphere and be like, put me in, I want to play, I please put me in, like, I can help this team. If Sharp doesn't have that mindset, then he may not be the, the, this, amazing player that we all think that he is. And I'm not saying that he didn't have that. I don't know. But this, I, you know, so if there is this promise to protect him or not put him in the game, I don't know how he couldn't see the situation of how things were unfolding at Auburn and not be like, dude, I'm a competitive kid. I need to get out there and play. So that's one thing. Another thing is the media members and some fans that are under the impression that if Sharp touches the floor that he'll just melt because he's not ready for basketball, it's absolutely nonsensical. Mm. It's it's it is totally fabricated that like oh no he's not ready you can't put him in that spot. Um, so he'll go out there and not play well, and then you'll take him back out. Oh no, the humanity. Ah, that's it. I mean, that's it. He if he goes out there and he's not playing well. How often do we see Calipari pull a Dante Allen or a Toppin or a Hopkins when they make a mistake and he's like, all right, that's it. You're out of here. He couldn't do that with Sharp? Yeah. He couldn't do that with Sharp? And the whole argument from Sharp's camp, too, is we we want Cal to push him to develop him. That's our whole reason for coming here is because we know that Cal's going to get the most out of him. He's going to coach him up. Well, that's part of it. It's taking the hard coaching from Cal. I just, I, I just don't know, like... I I feel like in these situations, TJ, we analyze it 17 different ways when it really shouldn't be that difficult, you know, like it's basketball. Yeah, it's it's, I mean, it is basketball. And if it doesn't work and he's not and he's not with it, then you take him out. So I was in the camp of like, just put him out there. Let's see if he can provide a spark. Let's see if his athleticism bothers Auburn a little bit. Maybe he can get past his guy on the perimeter and, and break down the defense because when Wheeler and Washington were out, we know that Mintz and Grady just can't do that. And and I love Mintz and Grady, and they they play a really important role on this team. It's not point guard. It, it, it's not point guard. And I'm not saying Sharp needs to go in there and play point guard, but maybe you could have Mintz at the top. You throw it over to Sharp on the wing, and he could either you know do a stutter step, get his guy off balance, get to the line potentially. Um, not that they would probably call it anyways. But this idea of like, no, you can't do that to the kid. You can't put him in that spot. What well, you can, I mean, you physically can, and then you can physically take him out of that spot as well. Like he's, it, it is not the wicked witch of the West where if it starts raining that he's going to melt. 
Um, so those were some really bad takes. Now, that being said, if the dude's just not ready and they've seen him in practice or has he not been practicing with the team, we're getting we get conflicting reports on that from pretty much every media member. And you get players talking about how good he's doing, um, but he's not practicing. So are they just watching his individual workouts, yeah, which is kind of strange? But if the dude's just truly not ready, like if he's of the same mold, then I don't I don't buy that he's not ready. I mean, he's but best. you know what, though? He needs to get ready by Tuesday night. Right. Isn't is it? Uh, and I, you know what? I can even see the argument of like, OK, uh, you're down 10 on the road at Auburn. Like the ch- the probability is not good that he's just going to come in and go win you this game. It's a tough environment. It's a tough place to start. He probably didn't anticipate it going in that day. He might not be mentally prepared for that moment. But yeah, go ahead and get him mentally prepared for Mississippi State at home. Uh, their best players hurt. You should be able to beat the snot out of them in a home game like Go roll them out there. Let's 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 make it happen. Mississippi State's an all right team, and if you don't have Washington, that game I think gets a little. And it's a nine o'clock game. Unfortunately, the game could get a little trickier. And I agree with you. The only thing I'd add though is like, is I mean, it's again, if like, what could he provide on Tuesday that he couldn't maybe potentially help on Saturday? <laughs> yeah, you know, that, like yeah, it's like, there there is some sport. Like it, it, he's playing basketball. Uh, yes. It's Maybe not, at home, it, unlike that you football, feel comfortable in, it's better. But, like, again, who cares? If you're going to lose at Auburn anyways, what does it hurt? Well, and, and the difference, too, like, football, grown-ass men, different types of scheme. like, But it's basketball is not that much different from one level to the next. The guys are just bigger, faster, stronger. They're just better. So, like, if he's that good, if he is who we think he is, then he, he should have no problem. I mean, maybe he's going to be fatigued a little bit quicker. Maybe he's not going to, you know, the, the defender's going to be a little bit quicker at first. But he should be able to adjust pretty quickly. I, I just, uh, maybe I have too much faith in his talent, but I just, this, just play it's playing basketball. It is. Yeah, it really is. All right, we got another hour, and we will get to the text, and they'll bring up all these points that we've already addressed, but you all will do it very eloquently. And we look forward to reading these on the Thornton's text line when we return. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning. Monday stink, but if you know you're just a few hours away from a delicious Salsarita's lunch, It'll make it a little bit better. There's two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Download the Salsaritas app. You'll scan it when you pay. It'll save you money. Or you can order online, and it'll be right waiting for you when you go pick it up. They've got, like, little cubbies as if, like, you know, it's like a school classroom or something like that. And you'll just see your order right there waiting for you. If you order online on the app, you get to skip the line. Makes it easy peasy, all paid for. You grab it and you leave. How they know that you're actually grabbing your order and you are who you say you are—that's the sorceries as magic that I don't, I, I don't, I don't, 
I don't ask too many questions about. But they have it all figured out, and you'll enjoy your burrito, your taco, your cheesy quesadilla, spicy salsa, guacamole, whatever it may be. Salseritas will get you, get you settled, get your hunger settled. And again, Middletown has a drive-through. St. Matthews newly renovated. Go check them out today. We talked NFL and UK, the only things that really mattered over this weekend. Roush, I'm sure there's some other stuff maybe we missed, but we've got plenty of shows this week to talk about those things. I do want to get to the Thornton sex line, but is there any other quick hitters we want to get to? Um, we should mention that we had a great Friday news dump and that Javon Baker, the Alabama wide receiver, announced he will transfer to Kentucky, picking the Cats over Ole Miss and Florida, which – Shows you kind of the spot Kentucky's in. That Kentucky right now is a more desirable destination for a top talent at wide receiver than Florida and Ole Miss. Um, they got the quarterback, they got the play caller, and now they got a guy who can go up, make some contested one-on-one grabs. Uh, is an elite athlete, a top former top two hundred player. Played two years at Bama, um, mostly filling in for injured guys like Jalen Waddle and John Mechie, but a great athlete, exactly what Kentucky needed at that position. Huge win for the Cats. Yeah, um, I enjoyed your your Twitter space with you and Luckett and special appearance from Duffy and Freddie. I, I thought you all kind of broke it down pretty well, and the more options, the better. And this dude mm-hmm. is an absolute freak athlete. He's a jumper. It gives somebody that I think Levis can just kind of throw it up to. And if you're going against a team that is of inferior talent, uh, it's somebody that I'm sure he will just be able to outjump a lot of secondaries. And even if you're going against a team that is of equal or greater talent than Kentucky, it gives you a little bit of a desperation on a busted play. Just, hey, I know I can maybe throw it in his direction and he can go up there and potentially get it. But um, I'm I'm excited. You all you all said that we should be excited. I'm excited, and that's really all I kind of know about this commitment. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's right now I, he's probably the best receiver that's been in the portal. And if you can do that in back to back years with Wondell Robinson and now with Javon Baker, huge, huge, just huge. <laughs> can't can't say enough about it. Now you just got to go. Uh, figure out what you're going to do at tackle and cornerback, and you, you've got a lot of the pieces of the puzzle. So uh, exciting times, exciting times for the Kentucky football program. Yeah, the only take I, I have, uh, I guess it's not even related to Baker's, is you're right. Now you you can kind of cross off another position of need as you kind of go through this checklist. And you, you mentioned the two that are left, secondary and offensive line. And I don't think Kentucky's in a bad spot. And Freddie kind of had this sentiment of – on the Twitter space, but I know it's not a, it's not unique to just Freddie, not unique just to me. But after spring, you're going to get people that are going to want to leave. You're going to get some linemen across the country that know Kentucky's looking for a tackle, and they'll put in their time at their other place. But you, you, you're going to get somebody. You just will. And in the secondary, you will as well. And that that's a little easier to go out and grab somebody in the secondary than it is on the offensive line. But my concern level is minimum of uh, with the, when it comes to completing this roster, finding the pieces you need. So I'm not worried in the slightest. I know some fans are. I just – if it's July and Kentucky's still looking for some pieces, okay, that'll be a different story. But I think over the next several months, th- these these other positions will be addressed. Right, right. It's just a matter of time. And, you know, I mentioned it prior to one of the biggest problems is the, the inability to enroll 
and get going right away. And that they, they that hurdle they still overcame it to to land Baker. So a big get. Uh, he's one of those. It's kind of funny, like watching Will Levis throw a football as a in the transfer portal, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Same thing with him, just watching him jump. He Barrett Sally had yeah. a slow mo video of him jumping in warmups for the national championship. And like, that's just like that, that guy does things that other humans can't do. And you need that. You want that. You need that on your team. Yep. It's fun piece to have. It's fun to win against Florida and Ole Miss for a wide receiver and Mm -hmm. should be another fun football season in 2022 for Mark Soup's Kentucky Wildcat. Liam Cohen seemed like he had himself a nice Sunday down in Tampa watching his former team advance to the NFC championship game. Dude just lives the life. Um, Need yeah. to keep him in blue and white for as long as possible. Exactly. Uh, All right, let's get over. let's get to this Thornton's text line. Thornton's, download the Refreshing Rewards app. You will save money at the pump, and there's a lot of other cool things on the app as well. We love Thornton's. You will also – shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. First texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. These are going to be all over the place. Uh, a lot of you all sent in multiple texts on Saturday. So we'll probably get through one person's stream of consciousness during the UK Auburn game, and then we'll just reset it for another person. So uh, just just that's that's what it's going to look like. A texter says, agree to an extent that UK Sharp could have been more straightforward from the start. And remember, this is probably this one's probably from Friday uh, before yeah. even the UK Auburn game happened. They could have been more straightforward from the start, but I think it's pretty obvious they kept it secret to protect him and his family from the inevitable backlash and credit to Roush for calling the Cal quote exactly. This is in regards to Friday when, you know, it all had come out that Sharp may go, he may not go, who knows if he's going to go, he may play, he may not play. Um, I don't think we'll see Sharp next season at UK. I know his trainer's kind of saying all the right things, and those quotes are nice, and they're well thought out, and they're good to read, and they're good to hear. But I, I you, you show me a guy that's passing up maybe $16 million to go be an NBA player, I, I, I find it hard to believe. My only thing is I want to see him play this year. I want to see him this year. That's where I'm at. So I hope we do. I hope that happens. Texture says might regret this come Saturday, but Smith isn't as physical as Banchero. Should be easier for Toppin to handle him. Banchero is just a matchup nightmare at this level. And I thought uh, I thought they did a pretty decent job. Like Smith wasn't the I mean, he he obviously made some plays, but I don't think he was the the guy who really wrecked the game against UK. Um, I think Smith is probably more talented than Paulo, which is crazy to say because Paulo is a freak. But yeah, you're right. Paulo is a little bit more physical. I thought Kentucky defended. That's the sad thing is I thought Kentucky defended Jabari pretty well. He still just hit tough shots because he's a damn good basketball player. You know, he's an NBA player playing at the college level right now. And Kentucky did a decent job on him. Uh, Keon Brooks played horribly, which was disappointing to me. Uh, Trying to like back down Smith. I mean, what were you doing, man? Come on. See, that was the thing that like he did well early on in the game. He was being aggressive. He was rebounding hard. Then he picked up his second foul, and and like you said, second half, it's like, dude, why are you? Why are we going one on one trying to back down this guy? Like he's going to block your shot. And what did he do? He blocked his shot. Yep, sure did. And I just, I, I wish Brooks was just more consistent. I get that he is kind of what he is as a player. Ultimately, I like him. Seems like a great kid, but I, in big games, it would just be nice if if there was one big game that Brooks had a big game in. 
that like he played aggressive, didn't try to do he, he can't seem to differentiate between playing aggressive and doing too much. You can play aggressive and still not do too much. And it seems like in his mind, he gets told, you got to be the alpha. You got to play aggressive. You got to be physical. And he takes that as, okay, well, that means offensively, I need to I need to try to force some things. I got to be aggressive here. No, you be aggressive on your rebounds. You be aggressive defensively. You be aggressive that if you got a guy off balance and you get thrown the ball, you can take a jab step and either go into him or pull up. I'm okay with Keon Brooks shooting if he's open. Yeah, I hate that he's always like on the three-point line, but – um, he, he can't he think it seems like when he's told to play aggressive he thinks he needs to be LeBron James for a possession and he and he just isn't he's not good enough to do that I mean he's not even close to good enough to do that so um a little disappointed in him I wish that he could show up for a big game play consistent for 40 minutes or as long as he's on the court but so far, hasn't happened. Texter says Trevor catches hell for his lack of subtlety, but Roush says fart at least once per show. Well, um, usually I use fart to replace other words that I'm not supposed to say. Yeah, that's a that's a I'm nice way to trade one f word for a fart. Yeah, it's good. It's exactly. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Robert, this is from Robert. Hey, Robert, my wife is expecting a child any minute. After hearing TJ declare this Saturday as Mega Sports Saturday, I told the wife if she goes into labor, she better prairie dog that baby until Sunday. <laughs> Mega Sports Saturday doesn't come around this often, and who knows? You know, we may not have another Mega Sports Saturday for a little bit, unfortunately. Uh, maybe not till conference championship weekend or NCAA tournament potentially. But yeah, you you had to take advantage. Uh, hopefully, Robert, the baby did come on Sunday and everything went smooth and easy, and mommy and baby and daddy are all doing well um or maybe she took your advice to heart and you all are still waiting here on monday morning either way but mega sports saturday was a major bust and i I, i'm owed some good karma oh man prairie dog it i'm such a child Texter says, just listen to Friday's podcast concerning Shadon Sharp. If he's a lottery pick, he should go, not play for UK because he could get exposed and drop out of the lottery. Or he could get hurt, but most likely he'd get hurt in a practice. Therefore, he should just leave UK immediately, start training for the draft. But it looks like until something definitive is said or happens, us UK fans will remain in limbo. Well, there, it has crossed my mind, Roush, that like, Okay, he passed up a big G League contract. Um, that's what his trainer said. What three or five million from the G League or something like that. But yeah. if he did that, he would have had to play basketball. So you you do look at this scenario where it's like, is he just fleecing the system? And yes, maybe at UK's expense, but it's not really at UK's expense. Where he's a UK basketball player, he can do nil, roll in some dough never have to play, never have to get exposed or risk not looking as good as people may think that you are. And then after collecting some nil money, you hop on over to the NBA draft, you get drafted, boom. Like there is a scenario, because at the G League, he'd get that money and it'd be good money. That's awesome. But he'd have to play. And what mm-hmm. if you didn't look good? What if you were behind? What if you're not as good as you as people think that you are? At Kentucky, he can get nil money, and potentially not play, but I think you and I are in agreement that I think we do see him this season. Or yeah. am I? Are you under that impression too? I thought when you were talking about maybe seeing him Tuesday, you were along those lines. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of now just waiting for it to happen. Also, uh, gosh, I just love uh, 
the frustrations that folks will take out. Oh, the media's got to stop asking this question because Cal's not saying anything different. It's like, you know, we weren't asking this question when it wasn't like a pertinent thing. You know, uh, there was news that happened, or you know, on Wednesday and we or on Thursday, uh, I should say, and we asked about it on Friday, and then you had two guards go down. Of course, you're going to say, "Hey, did you consider playing him when those two guys went down?" Uh, so yeah, it's pertinent. It's, it's Kentucky kind of needs him right now. <laughs> so I, I, I think ultimately they will. Uh, a texture also says a follow up on the Sharp saga. You can't tell me that Sandy Bell wasn't all over this. Cal knew of his draft eligibility, but it's just another example of Cal not leveling with UK fan base. Seems like he has to always play games. Why? Well, because he owes. I think in his mind, what does he owe the fans? compared to what he owes the players. And if you want to keep getting guys like this, you've got to play their game. Like it's I know it's a tough thing to to rationalize, but you do. When when you when you've got to deal with when you want to get top five guys, you've got to play their top five games. And so he's just kind of I think some of it he's just rolling with right now. Yeah. I, and that's that's tough for a lot of folks to understand is that sometimes when you have to play the game you you don't get the immediate result, but you're you're playing for bigger fish potentially down the road, and maybe not necessarily bigger, but of equal of equal size and stature fish down the road. Where this the AAU program likes this, and all this you know people in the kind of the the grimy underside of AAU and college basketball recruiting will say, Hey, he really does look out for his players. He'll have your best interests and all that stuff. But yes, I can understand why that's annoying for fans. So our semester schedule didn't cost her cost us Baker. Capaluto lives to fight another day. <laughs> well, I don't think he's enrolling though. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be available for spring practice. Yeah. So he may just be training individually, hanging out and yeah. then we'll get to Kentucky as, as soon as he can for the summer session. Yeah, so they usually arrive right after Memorial Day. Yeah, that's what it seems like here, but we'll I guess we'll know for sure soon enough. No other coach gets punished like Cal for developing guys that are ready for the NBA. Oh if gosh. Hero goes to Wisconsin and Booker goes to Michigan State, are they still who they are today? Just a really dumb opinion from Ricky. Yeah, that was a weird thing on Friday that now seems like ancient history to me, but SB Nation released their – their draft, their mock draft, and they had Ty Ty Washington, I think, going 10th or something like that, which that'd be great for him if he did. If he's a lottery pick, that's going to be – I mean, he was committed to Creighton at one point, folks, and um, he could he could end up – or he should end up. He will hey, end up being a lottery pick. college basketball. <laughs> don't, don't say that to Rob Doster. He'll, he'll get very angry if you question his idiotic takes from time to time. But uh, Ricky had a bad take, unfortunately. And in his little blurb about Ty Ty, he was like, John Calipari uh, has been known to suppress freshmen at UK before they explode on the next level. And his three <laughs> examples were Devin Booker, Bam Adebayo, and who was the other one? Devin Booker, Tyler Hero. Man. Those yeah. were the three that he put in the parentheses. And quite frankly, with the exception of Bam, although that was a bad one, you couldn't pick two worse examples than Devin Booker and Tyler Hero. They were four-star recruits turn lottery picks. It's the exact opposite of suppression. He, he I mean, Those people aren't drafted where they are if not for UK and John Calipari. Tyler Hero could still be at Wisconsin. Who knows? Bam, too, was pretty bad in his like the first part of the season. Like He, he, he had to 
figure out his game throughout the year. Man, that is just what a terrible take. It's a terrible take. And <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, you know, credit to Ricky. He did at least respond to it. And he was like, if you did a redraft, bam, goes number one. Hero goes number two. Booker goes number one. And I was like, well, that's not a that's not an indictment on John Calipari. If anything, that's an indictment, one, on NBA people not being smart enough. And two, it's more so, this is the, the, the correct answer, is players develop differently in the NBA. And who's to say that what John Calipari put him through at UK didn't propel them to success? You know, that'd be kind of a fanboy take, but it's just as easy of a take to make as it is that they were suppressed at Kentucky. Bam Adebayo was a highly ranked recruit, and he got drafted as a lottery pick. Like, that's the way it generally should work. Um, Kentucky didn't need Bam Adebayo to play a point guard on a team that had De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk. You needed Bam on the block, and he was great on the block, and he was one of the best bigs in college basketball that season. Devin Booker won SEC Freshman of the Year four straight weeks, so pretty tough to say that somebody's suppressed if they're getting awards, um, awards for almost an entire month at that. And then Tyler Hero, that that's the worst one you could pick of the bunch. He was going to just go be at Wisconsin. We probably would have heard from him maybe a sophomore year. And instead, he is on a national title contending team as one of the best players, hits a huge shot in the tournament, ends up being a lottery pick. And, yeah, that was a bad take from our, our boy Ricky. Yeah, and I, I, I can at least hear, you know, people make a little bit – their arguments – about Booker at UK. Well, if, if he didn't have to do the platoon, he could have played more. Um, but also, in a similar way that you can protect players by not playing them a ton, I think that kind of helped Booker some because he really struggled in March. Like, he was as great as he was in February. He really struggled at the in the back half of that season or the, the, the last month or so of that season. So that's why uh, even when we get Trevor espousing idiotic Harrison takes, it's like, no, like, they were playing better than Devin Booker at the end of the year. So, like, even that you can debunk. The texter goes on. These draft guys just can't help but compare one college season at 18 year old, 18 years old to what a player is at 23 or 24. It's so odd. The point he made about the redraft is complete nonsense, holding it against Calipari that his players become NBA stars. I'm way too mad about this, LOL. But, and it's, you know, it's not – I was over it. I'd kind of forgotten about it until reading this text as the weekend went on and other things made me more mad and more upset. <laughs> but it is just another sign of just like this narrative against Calipari. And I totally believe it. He's just not a light dude nationally for whatever reason. And this is just a, like the archaic offense comment from Giovanni. Mm -hmm. And then now you got this, that he's suppressing his players. Uh, just a wild take for a dude that has had more draft picks than anybody else in, in the last 10, 15 years. I mean, just an absolute wild take, but it shows the narrative that's out there. And unfortunately, there's too many UK fans that gladly feed into that narrative because people tell them that they should. Penny is a clown. Maybe Amani would transfer to the Cats. If he was as well coached, there is no reason he can't be a stud. Hey, they got a win against Tulsa over the weekend. Good for them. Wow. Good for them. Um, Indiana, though, like we said at the top of the hour, they didn't get a win, though, Scoots. Oh, man. Do you all rush the floor there, Scoots? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I turned it off. I didn't see the end. Gosh, I'm glad I didn't make it over to Indiana on Sunday. I would have – they were four-point favorites. I was yeah. I was going to load them up. Them and 
Marquette were my two bets. And Marquette won as an underdog. I would have gone money line on that one. So I would have won that one, but I probably would have lost my face off on the Hoosiers. I cannot believe you all lost to a bad Michigan team. Yeah, that's a that's a really, really bad loss coming off of a really, really good win. But just yeah. unfortunate. Surprised it happened at home. But, Same yeah, thing. you know, sometimes you have those sleepwalk games. But uh, a wake-up I mean, call for IU. When Indiana shoots 40% and Michigan shoots damn near 70 from three, it's a recipe for disaster. I uh, went over to a friend's house uh, on Saturday to watch that that football game. And, you know, they're Louisville fans. So when I walked in, they had that game on. And I don't think I saw Louisville make a shot. Like, it was it was a tie game. And then as soon as I got there, I think they scored two points the rest of the game. How can you be that bad in, down the stretch? Like, that is just – that is ter- like, that is all the evidence I need that Chris Max stinks as a coach. How are your players this bad – when it matters most, they just they fall apart when anything of consequence yeah, happens. I think with two minutes left in the game, they had only had 17 points in the second half, or, and then you know they they kind of Notre Dame was playing soft, relaxed defense, so they they were able to pour in a few more. But yeah, I think with about two minutes left, they had only scored 17 second half points after scoring what 49 or 50 in the first half because yeah. they got hot from three. But they didn't play defense in the first half, and their offense couldn't keep up in the second half. And guess what they didn't do in the second half that they did do in the first half? Not play mm. defense. So yep. another loss for the Cards. They're they're not even NIT bound. Um, they're they're done. They're done. Their season's a disaster. Mac's going to get fired. And it really is. Like, if you're a U of L show, and I'm sure Mike Rutherford, three to six here on Big X, will talk about it, you, you should just be talking who, who's the next coach. Uh, I don't care if they have a twelve million. If he has a twelve million dollar buyout, if you're U of L, you 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 put the donations back at the gas stations if you have to, and you find a way to raise that money and get rid of them because your basketball program is dead. It's a dead basketball program. Right I mean, now. the only way you can get people to show up to a Saturday game is to retire a jersey. Yeah. Which, by the way, the fact that Louisville only has five retired jerseys, they've got really dumb rules over there. Like, I'm all right with you, it. I mean, a retired jersey should be a pretty special feat. You're retiring the freaking jersey. Yeah, but like they they like retire the number so people can't wear number two again. Which like that feels like, man, that's a lot. Okay and to it. do it I'm so okay quickly, like yeah, that's Russ that's Smith that's where I think years ago. I mean, and also like Reese Gaines. How is that dude not up there? Right, like he was freaking no. awesome, and he did, I guess he, he didn't go to play didn't, for better teams. Yeah, he, he. I don't think he ever went. Did he ever go to even Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen? I mean, he did he was get on to the like second Rick's weekend. Part. He he was he was there at the end of Crumb and the beginning of Rick. So yeah, like, those, those were bad those teams. teams sunk. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, he was awesome though, and he was the kind of the he 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 helped he made sure that Rick got off to a running start. I was shocked that he didn't have his jersey up there because he was so good. Francisco Garcia. <laughs> A texter says, <laughs> "A texture says Auburn players spend so much time chirping at the officials. The officials have done nothing. Kind of shocked by that, Mook. Now, that, yeah, uh, I mean, Oscar always puts his hands up too, like he's flabbergasted he didn't get a foul call. So, I, I, Auburn players aren't alone in that. Hey, and a happy belated birthday, Mook. Hope you got uh, to enjoy it. Uh, aside from the Kentucky basketball loss, uh, I also th- thought that zero like looked like he was going to try to fight Kentucky throughout the game. He kept like, like if it was the NFL, he would have gotten 15 unsportsmanlike penalties for taunting, which by God, that rule. So stupid. The one they called on Sue after the, mm. he had that sack. That's so dumb, man. 
Yeah, the Bucks. Yeah. The Bucks really had some bad penalties. Um, with the uh, but hey, with Auburn though, it's just another game. Nothing special about that game. Yep, they always uh, take like, their they, they always take their shirts off and go into the crowd after games. Yep, it's all. It's not because Kentucky. It's, it's not a we, UK thing. We're just, it's we're Auburn. We we love basketball. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay with them getting into it and them treating it like a big game. They need to to say as such, though. And I'm I'm not with everybody else that hates Bruce Pearl. Um, I get that he kind of seemed like a slime bag and did some shady things at other stops. But the dude gets programs and gets people ex- gets programs elevated and gets people excited about basketball at places where they don't always care about basketball. So I think he's he's good for college basketball. Probably good for the SEC, even if he is a bit of a thorn in our side. But it makes it all the more fun when Kentucky beats them, and hopefully they'll beat them with an SEC championship tournament on the line in March in Tampa. Let's go to our last break and come back and keep at this text line. I don't know if we'll finish it today or not. There's a ton, but we'll do our best. Let's do it. KRC returns after this on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse. Behold, Simi. Life. Real life. A thing that we have been denied for far too long. Good morning. Kentucky Roll Call. Yes. Yes. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. We appreciate you starting your week with us and allowing us to start our week with you. You can listen to Kentucky Roll Call from 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. And the replay goes 9 to 11 on Big X Sports Radio 96.1 FM. We're on the FM dial, 14.50 AM uh, as well. And you can listen to plenty of streaming options. Tune in is my preferred one. But if you ever need any help getting to listen to KRC, just reach out to one of us and we'll be happy. Or text into the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. And we'll be happy to help. And you can listen to KRC anytime regardless of streams, regardless if you're in Louisville, with the podcast. It goes everywhere. You can get it anywhere you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call, and we appreciate the sponsor of our podcast, Nick Roush. Yeah, Cornbread Hemp. Cornbreadhemp.com. All natural ingredients in their full-spectrum CBD products. Um, And right now, you can soothe your sweetie 25% off two-plus items at cornbreadhemp.com. Also, you can just... Put in the promo code Big X. You'll get 30% off at checkout. All natural ingredients. Just feels good. Feels good all around, whether you're using their cream, their CBD oil. They also have CBD oil for pets. Uh, so if you get an old dog who's got some ache, achy, breaky bones, uh, just like your achy, breaky heart, TJ, that cornbread hip will go a long way. Try some today at cornbreadhemp.com. It, it, it helped. It helped. Um, I was thinking, you know, maybe something stronger, but the, the hemp really did help on, on Saturday. Uh, cause that, that was not a fun, not a fun sports day for me. Let's get back to this Thornton's text line again. It's going to be all over the place with thoughts and making fun of the Packers and all that good stuff. Uh, thoughts from the game on Saturday, a texter says, Kirby oh, says, yeah, go ahead. Yep. We got two from Kirby. Uh, refs have been uh Dece to this point but three total fouls 520 three total fouls 25 minutes into the game for Auburn seems a little questionable well 
take back that take. Uh, refs choosing to bail out. Terrible three and terrible drive now. Game is getting out of control. There was one possession that drove me nuts, TJ, where I think UK had three different times was just getting mauled going to the rim, and the ref was just staring at it, swallowed his whistle. UK was running in transition. It was so bad. Yeah, it, it, it cracked me up that they, like, when, again, refs are just so predictable. They're so freaking predictable. Uh, when the when Kirby, when you texted that in that Auburn only had three fouls 25 minutes into the game, then it was like three straight possessions where they called little hand checks on Auburn about 23 feet away from the basket. <laughs> of so course, it didn't, it, it didn't send Kentucky to the line. It didn't do anything. It didn't get any of Auburn's important players in foul trouble, but it made them feel good in their plums because they were able to even up the foul count. Uh, it's a joke. I mean, it, it is a joke how predictable college officials are. The only time college officials are, are sometimes tolerable are on neutral floors. And even then, John Higgins, uh, they can steal games away from teams because they're just total losers. A texter says, Oscar has to call out screens. This cannot be a reoccurring problem. Jesus. Oh, yeah. The So Oscar said after the game, too, that he was screaming and that they just couldn't hear it. And I, I don't know how much I bought it during the LSU game, but I definitely could buy it there. And he was – part of it was like, okay – in the LSU game, that was kind of in transition, and yeah. he might, like, you know, right? Like this one, he was at the free throw line; he was in help position, and I, I really do think that, like in that case, that Wheeler just didn't hear it called out. Like, and it, that's just going to happen. It does feel like that, like, I, like when you see the replay slow down, that Wheeler's neck just flies back at like a hundred miles an hour. Like, yeah, oh. and the people that can't seem to understand how like this could hurt. Um, imagine you're doing like, la you know, just kind of like do lateral movements and then do them as fast as you can. And then just imagine that a punching bag comes back when you're unexpected at one of the times. Like, of course, that would hurt. Like that would that would feel horrible. And then also he's a he's a smaller guy. Uh, and so when you got big dudes, seven foot dudes that are built like brick houses, that's not going to feel good. Do I wish that Wheeler got hurt on screens? Of course I wish he didn't get hurt on screens. But the people that are questioning his toughness and stuff like that, that's just ridiculous. And secondly, he came back, and then he got nailed again, and he came back. Um, he's a tough kid, and he'll be out there on Tuesday, I'm sure. A texter says, Calipari should absolutely be ashamed of himself for not playing sharp in this game. Two of our playmakers go down, and you have a top three pick just sitting on your bench. Just pathetic. I would have thrown him in there. I don't think you know he should be ashamed of himself. That's obviously an overreaction. But, yeah, I would have thrown him in there. Just let's see. Let's put you in a tough spot. If it doesn't work, we can just take you back out. You know, nothing changes. We can just take you back out. Um, but I, I would have liked to see him give him a go. Give me a fully healthy Kentucky over Auburn any day on a neutral floor. Uh, I, I love after the game too. Oscar was just like, "Yeah, I don't. I think we're better <laughs> if we're fully healthy. I want to play him again. I love that. I love that." And, if, and, and for what it's worth, if Kentucky plays him again, it's going to be a battle. Auburn's a really yeah. good team. They're legitimately the best or one of the best teams in the country. But that should make us all feel pretty good about where Kentucky's at too. Uh, Texer says Keon is just pitiful so bad. I just wish he was more consistent. I just wish in big games we could count on him to to play his role, but um, a little over the top. But he's a good kid. I just wish he was a little bit better. Yeah, and and I, and I said it earlier. I thought he came out and was playing well from the beginning. Um, but once he went to the bench, I think he was there for the final like eight minutes of the half, two fouls, and 
he, he, he was not the same player when he came back off the bench. Texter says, meh, overall good week. I think the last two games are huge for a tournament run. Lots of fight and growth in this team. Found a way to win on the road against AM and lost respectfully on the road to a number one team without tie tie for most of the game and fought till the last bunch of both. Auburn won today, but I love this team. Go Cats. That's Great text. A, that's a, yeah, that's well we said. needed that text. Yes. Thank you very much, Texter. We needed that. I think that's, and that's the right, that's my attitude as well. That's the right mindset to have those games, these games, and you're going to get, again, Mississippi State's going to be another one of those, like, you just got to come to play, take care of business. Um, you, you're a better team. You should take care of business at home, especially. And then you're playing a little bit with house money again at Kansas, where you're going to get a bad whistle. It's going to be a tough atmosphere, but I've no, I've seen enough from this UK team to know that they're going to be in that game though. Even with everything that's probably going to happen in Lawrence, they're going to, they're going to give themselves a chance late in the game. Cause that's what this team has done. They're fighters. And I like it. Can we increase Brad's role from hustle monitor to include shot clock monitor? Not his fault, but someone may want to take a peek at the shot clock every once in a while, mostly on Oscar. <laughs> with that stuff and you know you had the entire team on that first one like they did the replay of it and everybody's doing the shoot motion and oscar wasn't aware of it um but also yeah. why are we passing it to oscar with three that's, seconds on the shot call that, that's like, a that's a fair point as well although you know he hit that out of bounds play one which was one of the funniest shots i've seen where he's fading he away back about tw- yeah yeah, 20 feet, and then he it's like, hits drive. every part of the – Yeah, line drive, <laughs> hits every part of the rim, and then just goes in, which was fun. Every part of, like, the interior of the rim. It was like an ABA-type shot. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like like the 1940s. Fact that, that shot went in, and then all those Olivier Sar shots that were just beautiful oh, in gosh. and out at the end of games. I was just like, what? Oh. Man, a texter says, whatever the extent of Washington's injury, you know, Cal won't get a straight, an- you won't get a straight answer from Cal. Probably so. Do you all notice how Wheeler seems to not want to pass the ball to an open mince lately? No, no. yeah, but I'll keep an eye on it, texter. So, go fund me for Wheeler's helmet. In all seriousness, I hope he's okay. Starting to think he has a history of concussions or something. No, he's just getting nailed on screens unexpectedly. It's gonna hurt. And he's a little guy, too, yeah, you know, like the physics. What if he did just wear like a little flag football helmet out there, though? Not like yeah, a football uh, helmet, but like a flag football one, the one that's padded. Right, right. Yeah, that um, we used to give Katie uh, George hell for it because she had to wear one of those for uh, a year or two in volleyball. Because I think you mean Katie Del Piccolo. She got married this weekend. Congrats to Katie and Pablo yeah. Del Piccolo, Louisville City star, on their uh, quaint a legend. Wedding. You might say a quaint he's, wedding. He's, at the... Is he the uh, goat? of uh of Louisville City soccer yes absolutely he's been like the captain since day one uh and speaking of Louisville City George Davis former UK alum he announced his retirement he had been with the pro he had been with the franchise for for the majority of their existence he was a really great player for Louisville City so best of luck to him and congrats to Katie and Pablo Del Piccolo on their wedding this weekend uh texter says Auburn really thinks they did something today. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I skipped one. It was a good win right. for Auburn. I'm not. I'm not blaming them for being excited as much as they are, but I, I can't wait for them to lose. I'll say that much. Yes, um, their January NCAA tournament win. Uh, last thing, and I'll shut up. Hard to overcome losing both point guards and negative 19 free throw attempts at Auburn. I hate losing, but like my team still. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing for me is I just my hatred for. Like it's it's really just built up over Auburn because they they just have a bunch of morons that don't know basketball at all. Like they aren't basketball bennies whatsoever. 
Um, they're basketball dummies, and I can't stand the fact that they've won four of six going back to that Elite Eight game. I just can't. I cannot stand it. Oh. Well, it seems like we always play them at their place, too. I know that's not the case. But yeah, seriously, it though, like we, it, it does. It's always down there. Trust me. Why, no, no why, return game this season. Yeah, like that, that, that felt like low-hanging fruit to, for them to book that return trip this year. A texter says, two first half – or I, I think the one – or no. Um, two first half yeah, fouls on right. Auburn is a joke. They're the ones that play aggressive defense. They're one of the more aggressive defensive teams we've played. They've had hands on our all over our guards on the perimeter. Three fouls in 26 minutes for a team that averages over 18 per game. That's that's life on road in the SEC if you're Kentucky. That's just the reality of it, and it sucks. And hopefully UK gets a they well not hopefully. I wish it was called straight at Rupp Arena. I wish Kentucky didn't get the benefit at Rupp Arena, but they do. Not every game, but they do more times than not. We I did that little stat. Uh, no teams besides Kentucky and Duke had a bigger discrepancy at home versus on the road because teams just magically play different depending on the arena they're in. Has nothing to do with grown adults being influenced by crowds. Sarcasm. Texter says, we'd love to see how we look with Sharp at the four. I would also love to see that just for a little bit. I don't know if it'd be like the long-term answer for everything, but it could be fun. It could be a lot of fun. Uh, another texter says, did anyone in their right mind think Cal would throw Sharp in for the first time in this game? Would have been extremely unfair to him, like Cal said, regardless of foul trouble and injuries. No, it would I just Unfair I just to think him. that it's he's like a basketball player. It's not like he's saying, hey, we need you to go do this brain surgery instantly or the guy's going to die. It's a basketball game. If he didn't work I out, mean, you pull him instantly back out. It couldn't. I mean, this, obviously, the setting is not ideal, but I mean, it's, 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 it's basketball. You could it's make ba- the argument that not playing him is unfair. You yeah, could. you could. You could. Unfair to the rest of the team. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and. Again, like it's, it's, I don't understand how Sharp wasn't begging to go in. I'll, I'll say that. I don't understand how you could be uh, considered a top 10 pick. You are an awesome basketball player. You see your team hurting and you're not begging to go help. And maybe he was saying on the bench, I want to go in. And, and Cal was saying, no, no, now's not the time. Maybe he was. I don't know. But we certainly didn't, it didn't seem like it. We haven't heard that. A texter says there has to be some kind of waiver. UK can only use Baker in the spring, right? Or can he truly not join until the summer? Don't think he can join until the summer. Yep. Pretty sure that's, that's all right. That, that's all right, though. They'll they'll make sure he's not just eating bonbons on his butt all all spring. Yeah, and it'd be it'd be nice if there could be some sort of like if he signed a financial aid agreement or did something binding with UK that would allow him to be able to work out and do the the workouts the facilities. Yeah, 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 that that would, but I I, I don't know. I, I don't I think that's a thing, but yeah, it would be, you'll find out. Kind of cool if he could, though. Yeah, would be great. Um, BS foul call on top and on the Smith three has changed the game. Matter of time before the refs started falling into the home crowd's hands. Man, how many fouls on threes were there? Three, there was like three, three fouls on threes and four shot clock violations. Like. Oh. And Kentucky still had a chance. If Toppin hits those free throws, it's a two point game. Um, the nine free throws off threes is just ridiculous. It is. Yeah. And I think one was legitimate. The other two just anticipated bogus calls. Gotta love Auburn shooting 13 more free throws while shooting more threes and having more turnovers. That doesn't add up. It never does on the road in college basketball. And like I said, we think it was bad Saturday, and it was. You just wait till Fog Allen. The Louisville the picture. Most Louisville? Oh, yeah. The most Louisville picture of all pictures. And it was a man dressed. 
Uh, he had his face painted as a cardinal bird. He was complaining, and he had a beer in his hands. Must be nice, yep. though, to be able to have a beer at your home arena. Must be nice. TJ, you have to stop with the Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time. One Super Bowl, losses to a six seed at home in the divisional round of the playoffs. Also, how did the Packers have Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers for 30 years straight with only two Super Bowls to show for it? So, again, it's not um, – you have to have other players in football. It, you, you actually have 10 other on the field when the quarterback's out there at the same time. And then there's a whole different unit called defense, and those are a whole separate 11 players that are out there as well. And then you also have another unit called special teams, and they do a variety of things in different areas as well. The quarterback doesn't – he generally is just on the one unit, and he plays just one position – and so he can't do everything by himself. And for you saying I have to stop, I, no. There's never been a more talented quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Unfortunately, he has struggled in the playoffs. Um, that happens. I'm not saying he's the most accomplished quarterback of all time. I've never said that. But he is the most talented quarterback of all time. And one bad game on Saturday did not change that. You're absolutely nonsensical to think that. Nice joke That's job from the best from... QB to ever sling a football. Yeesh. Yeah, it's a game. It can You can have mm -hmm. bad ones, especially when it's zero degrees outside. Classic TJ can't admit his team blew it. I guess I can't take his word with the Cats. You shouldn't. Don't take my word with the Cats. And when did I ever say the Packers didn't blow it, you goober? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, but you know what, though? Zedarius, he stepped up. He got a nice sack. Bud Dupree had a sack or two. Um, Cats doing well, uh, other than I'm pretty sure Mike Edwards blew a coverage on one of those long Cooper Cup touchdowns. No, on that on that last one, he was blitzing the quarterback. Yeah, not, sure. not the last one. There was one early on, though, that went down the far sideline where somebody just I, – I think it was him that – Was got, it him? Okay. I, I think it was on that. Is it him in 35, having the close – the numbers that are similar to one another can be – I, I get confused every now and then, but I'm pretty sure he kind of messed up one that was to cut early in the game. A texter says, yeah, the smallest guy on the floor is committing charges against their front court. Give me a damn break. Trash calls. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, there was a couple of foul calls they had on Auburn that I was like, that's just a bad call. Like, why? you know, the hand checks from 25 feet away. Like, don't, don't call that because you don't call it the entire game, so why are you doing mm -hmm. it now? And then the – the charge on Auburn when nobody had the ball was kind of a weird call as well. And then you kind of got to shoot free throws <laughs> like, out of that. Play. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, just, that was the confusing part. How did UK end up shooting free throws? You, you never shoot free throws out of a ball. charge. I guess it was a, they were saying oh. it was a loose ball. So technically it wasn't a player control gotcha. foul because he didn't have possession of it. That was my guess oh, of it. It was, oh, it was stupid oh, though. You know, it was just a stupid also, call. And it actually cost oh, UK from being in transition. I have another stupid call too, and it ended up not mattering really because I think the Bill or not the Bills, the Rams fumbled it like three plays later. But saying that, like when Mike Evans got drilled in the face and they said it was a dead ball foul because the ball had just hit the turf, it's like, no, like that was in the course of the play when that dude just targeted somebody. It would have been targeting in college football. They called unnecessary roughness in the NFL and they said it was a dead ball foul and they had already turned it over. It's like that is a dumb. Dumb, dumb loophole. That dumb interception loophole. the Bengals had that they reviewed was one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my life, too. See, I thought I actually thought that he caught it though. The ball you know, was just on it, the ground, though. Like, you know, like at, at the end of the day, the ball is on the ground. It's not a catch. Like it hit the ground. I don't care if he had I guess they were saying like he had possession while it was hitting the ground or he had control. 
But like right, it, it right. hit the ground. It's it's not. It, it doesn't I, count. If, if if you would have had there was one angle that the camera didn't get low enough, and it was it was like the perfect angle, but the camera didn't get low enough to see where the ball was touching as he caught it. If they would have had a better angle, then maybe I could have convinced otherwise. But I, I get why they said that it just it it the call stood. Uh, uh, the thing that, that, really... that interception was not why they lost the game though. It was the the one on the first freaking play of the game, and then at the very end, Tannehill just woof bad game for him. The freaking Packers 49ers game, probably the best called game I've seen all year. And of course, Green Bay loses. Um, yeah, there's no blaming officials in that one. Imagine being the favorite team, the higher ranked team, shooting double the amount of free throws and then still acting like you won the national championship. Poverty mindset couldn't be us. <laughs> Poverty mindset. That's pretty good. Oh, man. I love this team. Love we don't team. quit. Give me this matchup in March 13th in Tampa with all of our players. We blow them out. Book it. Bunch of Auburn bums. What a joke. Let's keep what ripping a through. freaking joke. Y'all, I work with a lot of Auburn fans, and I love them. They are great co-working with friends. They were calling Wheeler Crybaby and almost snapped them, LOL. Just replied, easy dub, March 13th. <laughs> that's weird to, like, call a guy that's heard a crybaby, too, which is strange. Yeah, uh, Texter said, good luck to the Packers tonight, TJ. Hopefully one of us can have a fun night. Uh, well, if you're a 49ers fan, maybe you did. And then they follow up, TJ, buddy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you. The rest are calling shooting fouls on UK and and four fouls on Auburn. This game isn't this game isn't being called the same. Well, I think we are seeing the real Oscar now against bad teams with average big men. He's great. Against good teams with big, big, good big men, he's very limited. But, I mean, I, I think it's just Walker Kessler is – an exception like he's one of the best defensive big men in the country like it he's going to do that to every big man he plays if that's a bad game for oscar we're we're in for a great great season 15 and 14 or something yeah yeah and he was just getting racked all the time by yeah. kessler um played hard that 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 text 16 is and 14. a little over the top yeah a little over the top with the oscar um criticism our guys get smacked all the way to the rim auburn gets a rebound and their guys wrap their wrap his off arm around our guy in order to get around him. Auburn used their off arm the whole game to get around our guys, which is an offensive foul. It happened. I don't know if Cal doesn't allow it or if we don't have the guys who can do it, but we never even attempt a crossover step back three, but it, it always gets drained against us. I think Washington <laughs> had one against Tennessee too. He had a, he had Vince a does that every once in a while. Yeah, but it does seem like they go against us more than we have it. It does happen. I love, like, why don't we have guys taking more difficult shots? <laughs> Bill Rafferty is an idiot. Green has pushed off on our guys all game, as Bill is calling it a Hesse move. I, I will not take Bill Raftery slander. There was somebody online that was like, oh, hearing Bill Raftery calling the game, I've got to turn the volume off. It's like, that is the it is the unquestionable top person I want to call my Kentucky basketball games. He's the best. I'm not saying he looks bad, but, like, Gary Parrish looks – stranger and stranger every time I see he him. looks bad yeah. I'll say it for you uh, it just I'm not saying it's bad it's just he looks weirder Different. like it's just it's like it looks less like Gary Parrish each and every time I see him I I truly didn't know that was him when they bobbed him up on the TV I was like who's this clown <laughs> and then they put his name guy. up and I was like wait what I had to do a double well I knew he was the sideline reporter but when they popped him up I was like well that's not oh it is Gary Parrish oh my gosh <laughs> he looks but by the way, a CBS broadcast is so much better than ESPN. It's not even worth spending any more time to, to discussing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's night and day. Gosh. Uh, they, hey, Green Bay. They actually care about the 
it's weird when you care about the actual game and uh, not a bunch of stuff going on around it. I know. It's such a bizarre concept. Hey, Green yeah. Bay, maybe get a dome and stop playing in stupid cold and snowy weather. This is the advantage to the Packers when you have better players. If the game was played in a dome, Green Bay easily wins. I don't know if they easily win. I mean, they should have easily won. They didn't give up a freaking offensive touchdown. So that mm-hmm. played to their advantage as well. Just ugh. I like Wheeler a lot. I know he got crushed for a bad game the other day, but those fans can suck it. That being said, the two picks that have left him laying on the floor are definitely inflicted. The whole flop so I can get a call thing is BS. Maybe don't flop into a whip flash. Love the heart, but come on, man. Bad take. No need to spend any additional time on it. So has anyone checked on TJ? Suck it, Packers. Uh, Not so much checking on me as they were just making sure I felt pain and scrutiny Mm. and agony. Indiana so speaking of pain, scrutiny, and agony, Indiana basketball is back to mediocre. Hey, you have to step up for us. <laughs> Honestly, Honestly absurd absurd that Cal wasn't able to right the ship and win that game when Ty Ty went out. His in-game coaching has cost us at least two more titles, and it hasn't gotten much better. Not to mention Sharp is flat out using the program to bolt a few months. I think it's time we consider a fresh start with another coach that builds the roster with people that actually care about representing the university instead of the NBA draft. Just disappointing all around. Thoughts? That's from Plumley oh, Brother I, th- too. He hasn't texted. Oh, they, in, they, they're in, just baiting us. Yeah, they're they're baiting us, and they they, that's a troll. That's a, that's that's a troll text right there. You, really, you can't get a yeah, We'll just move on. Really, scooter. They only had to win. SMH. This person had a plus six fifty parlay, but they lost it because Indiana didn't cover the money line. Man, I'm so, sorry. Oh that's my brutal. Gosh. That's that is brutal. brutal. That, and they What's had they hit all the other ones. They only needed that one. That's that's a tough way to go out. Uh, at this point, let's just save the league some money and call your own fouls. Nineteen <laughs> more free throws for Auburn. They called. Three team fouls on Auburn in the first 25 minutes of the game. That, along with losing Ty-Ty, helped Auburn get back in it. Healthy team and fair whistle. Kentucky is better than Auburn. Proud of the team, but so damn fed up with officiating this conference. Uh, UK was plus nine with Ty-Ty, minus 18 without him. As a Bills fan, I'm sick. Can't really complain when we let them tie the game with 13 seconds left. But change the damn NFL OT rules. The coin toss decided neither team was stopping the other. Great weekend to be a sports fan, but rough weekend to be a UK Bills fan. I know you feel my pain too, TJ. Right there with you, buddy. Hang in there. We're in this together. That that is tough. Like, especially that you – like I, I don't like being on the soapbox of overtime rules. I'm sure you're going to hear that a lot of NFL overtime rules takes today. But man, 13 seconds left, and you you let Mahomes do that. He's so good. Yeah, so of course. good. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I agree with you. I could see the Rams. Well, I think I think it'll be the Rams or Chiefs. But um, I think that will probably Chiefs be Rams would be a fun Super Bowl. Back to back years where you have teams winning Super Bowl potentially in their home stadium. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. But you know what? If it ends up being Bengals 49ers, I think that'd be fun too. Like, I think we're probably, even though I wish it was the freaking Packers, I do think we'll probably be set up for a fun Super Bowl, even though Jimmy G is a joke and I cannot believe he won at Lambeau. <laughs> uh, TJ has to know how it feels. TJ, has, has it feel? T- I mean, learn how to type, buddy. How does it feel to know the Packers will literally never win another championship with Aaron Rodgers bouncing this offseason? Um, never win another championship with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that's a possibility. Um, and it feels not good. 25 points scored underneath two minutes in the chiefs bill game. Just stupid. That's wild. <laughs> and I just could, it felt like it was fixed. It was such an exciting game. 
who was awesome. I say, or I saw someone say that the Bills should have just held every receiver. Each play when the Chiefs only had 13 seconds actually seems like genius because the Chiefs wouldn't have had enough time and time would have eventually ran out. Thoughts? As long that, as that the sounds play, like very Belichickian. As long as the play, as long as like the Chiefs didn't notice it instantly and just spike the ball, because they probably end up would have getting a 15 yard penalty for pass interference and not just a holding yeah, penalty. Yeah. Um, so then if you, they do it twice, then you're getting pretty close to field goal range as is. But if the Chiefs, if like Mahomes ran a normal play and he was dropping back and then he noticed that his receivers were getting tackled, then, mm-hmm. you know, he chews up seven seconds and throws it away, then you're right. Um, but I thought about that too, Texter, and I saw other people saying it as well. Oh, we got a long right. one here. This is from uh, Mook. Fellas, I'm 100% with TJ. Not only was it a mega sports weekend, but it was also my birthday on Saturday. Oh. Now, personally, my sports team's removed. I had a great time. Went to Bobby Cook for some golf and had a blast. Bobby took care of my group, and those simulators are amazing. My wife also set up a great dinner with drinks and my friends. On to sports, UK losing sucks. But again, injuries play a role, and if Tata doesn't get hurt, then I think we would win. Nothing major is wrong with this team. Just a bad run of injuries to our best guards. Not too much more can be said. Cincinnati beating the Titans hurt. One, because Ryan Tannehill was an absolute joke. The other are the Cincinnati fans. They are one of the, if not the most over-the-top fan bases in all of sports. They're nasty and vile when things go wrong, and when they win, they're the best team to ever grace the gridiron. I despise the Bengals with a passion, and I will never forgive Tannehill for his hand in my misery. I agree with you mostly Sorry, about Luke. Cincinnati sports fans, but I'm I'm with the Bengals fans here. They're having so much fun. Good for them. They deserve it. But they are so over the top with the Reds, and it's the worst yeah. thing in the world when they lose, and then they're the best team ever when they win. But oh, you know what, Bengals fans, go, cra- go crazy. This is fun for you. Hey, Justin, when I was looking at lines yesterday and I saw IU minus four at home to mediocre minute, Michigan a team, I thought – for sure, it was a Vegas mistake. Turns out the only mistake is the very existence of IU basketball burn. John here, good morning. And how about those Chiefs? Man, we had a tough Saturday, but our caps will bounce back, and Todd Ty is going to be A-OK. And if he does not get hurt Saturday, I believe we win by a few, in my opinion. Here's my thoughts on Sharp. If you can play, just freaking play. Don't use the program to get ready for the NBA. I think if he's actually here to help the team, he will play Tuesday, especially if Todd Ty's out. What do you guys think? We'll got to go talk to you later. Yeah, I think we'll see him sooner rather than later. Just uh, busting your chops on the Packers, TJ, but me and you both were hurting after the tragic loss. Bet the cannon on a teaser with the Packers just to win and Bills plus seven and a half. Disgusting to think of the Packers. Just get the punt off. They win the game. Rough sports betting weekend. It was a nightmare. Sharp to Canada, no nil. Or Sharp is from Canada, no nil. I, I don't know if that's actually the rules with that stuff. I don't think it is. Um, Apparently he's made a lot of money. Yeah. My only issue, Sharp is holding a scholarship, so I'd like to see him play. Kofi Coburn would have been a nice addition in hindsight. Is Wheeler getting hurt because he's trying to sell the foul? None of his three injuries this year look like they hurt much. 